Old School Lane Casual Chats is brought to you by OldSchoolLane.blogspot.com and is associated with Channel Frederator, Manic Expression, The Comic Book Cast, and The Araminta Show. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's all that. Welcome to a brand new episode of Casual Chats. I am Patricia, and we are continuing all that month with a very special guest. She was one of the cast members of All That 7 through 10, and uh, she has done a lot of things on YouTube from her work on Screw Attack, now known as Death Battle, and her own YouTube channel where she talks about various things. We have Lisa Foyles. Lisa, welcome to Casual Chats. Hey, what is up, Patricia? How's it going? Doing good, thank you. I'm I'm really happy to have you here. I've been wanting to have you on the show for a very long time, but I know because of your busy schedule and all that stuff that, you know, now I, I was able to, you know, see if we can, you know, have some time to talk, and I'm glad that we do. I'm just so amazed and impressed that you're doing a whole, like, all that month. Like, that is amazing. That's so awesome. I love when people give love to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just crazy to think that um, <laughs> it's crazy to think that um, all that is going to be coming back. And Isn't that um, insane? So crazy. I know, right? So insane. So I- I'm sure a lot of people would like to know uh, right before we get into your talks on your, your memories of all that. So um, I've seen from your channel that, you know, you uh, did a whole bunch of things. You did dancing, you did singing and you did your various um, acting things. So what was like your first mm-hmm. love? Yeah, so acting by far is my first love, acting in comedy. Um, I started out as a, a competitive dancer in the Pacific Northwest. I'm from Portland and uh, lived in Spokane, Washington for most of my life. Oh, no, no um, kidding. I've actually been to Spokane a couple of times because I really? used to, Yeah, because um, I used to live in um, Sandpoint, Idaho for... Oh, my gosh. My whole family's from Coeur d'Alene and Moscow. No my whole kidding. Family. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So I was living in Spokane for like 10 years of my life when I was really young. And um, yeah, I was a competitive tap dancer, ballet dancer, jazz dancer. And um, just because I loved being on stage, I loved performing. My parents were like, hey, we should try theater. Um, So I started doing, uh, you know, the Spokane Community Theater up there. And I totally loved it. I fell in love with it. Um, and I was doing singing lessons at the same time. So I was kind of doing the whole triple threat thing. Like I was developing my skills in all three areas. Um, 
And uh, also, that's my little, my new baby cooing in the background, everybody, just so you know. He's laughing and cooing right now, which I love a happy baby. Um, anyway, so uh, my parents kept hearing from the judges at dance competitions because I was just like, I, I was really good. Like, that's not a brag. I was just like this, like, little eight-year-old, like, dance prodigy. And the the judges would, would a lot of times contact my parents and, hey, she's too talented to live in Spokane, Washington. Like, you need to take your daughter to California and do something with her because she's just going to burn out up here. Like, she's not going to be able to utilize her talent. And uh, my parents were able to move me down to the L.A. area and uh, get me an agent. And it all kind of started from there. My first gig was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial, <laughs> which is all, it's, I think it's online somewhere. I didn't see it for the longest time. And then the internet came around and then it was on YouTube. I was like, oh my God, that's the commercial I did like 15 years ago <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, so my first gig was a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. And then I did a Gladware commercial. Uh, I had a, a part on Even Stevens. Oh, okay. Um, and then after that, I like got all that. Like, I think all that was like my fourth or fifth job or something. And Obviously, it all just kind of, like, skyrocketed from there. I went from, like, doing nothing to being on, you know, the number one Nickelodeon show, and everybody recognized me, and, I mean, it was crazy. But, yeah, for sure, acting and comedy is my first love. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's funny because, you know, when watching through all that, um, I, I, well, you know, like, I, I was at the point in which, like, when the show was on the air, like, I was already... I was already kind of like getting too old for all that. I mean, for for, yeah. the, for Nickelodeon because I was already like in high school. Mm-hmm. And then when I started watching it, I was like, okay, you know, I'll give this a shot. And yeah, believe it or not, you know, there were a lot of things that I really did like about the show. I, I did like the skits and I did like the interactions from the other cast members, and it felt like a brand new thing. And I, yeah. I think that out of the, um, you know, the performances from everybody, I think yours was my favorite. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, I there's a recording somewhere. Uh, my best friend and I used to sit in her bedroom and record all that sketches and do our best impressions of Repairman and the librarian and Pierre Escargo, you know, like the whole, like all of it. And uh, I was such a huge fan of all that before I ever became an actor, before I ever moved to LA. And um, I have this like, My favorite story that I like to inspire people with is when I moved to L.A., uh, I did get an audition for season six of all that for just like a bit part. It was just like a small, like, you know, girl number two in like some sketch on all that on season six. And I was like over the moon. I was so excited and I totally like bombed the audition. Like I did terrible. I didn't even get a call back. Um, I just I you know, I I didn't get it. And I was devastated that I didn't get to be on like my favorite show. Um, but then, hey, fast forward a year later and I got to audition for to be an actual cast member and I got it. So I love to tell that story because I'm like, hey, like if you don't get it the first time, don't think that that's your only shot. Like you just got to keep at it and keep trying because, hey, it could be right around the corner. That's very true. Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of funny because I remember, um, you know, various stories similar to that in which like people were auditioning for something and they didn't get it because of some reason. And then they just came back and they did a, a bigger role than they thought that they were going to be. So that's amazing. 
I know, don't judge me. <laughs> but I loved it so much. And so I was reading some trivia about it. And I guess there was like all these actors that turned down the Kevin Bacon role in Footloose because they like thought the movie was going to be dumb. And um, Kevin Bacon had to choose between like three different movies and he ended up choosing Footloose, even though it was like, you know, the kind of the cheesiest out of all of them. And obviously that like skyrocketed his career. So I was just like, that's so awesome. Like sure. think of all the people that turned down Footloose that are like, man, I wish I would have done Footloose. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> but yeah, I th um, out of all the, um, the performances you've done and all that, whether it be like um, the, the moody gothic teenager or sugar or coffee, what was your favorite? I loved playing Claudia because she was polar opposite to me totally um i was i mean you ask anybody who worked on the show any crew member and i was like the bubbly happy optimistic uh like little ray of sunshine that just like pranced through the all that set i would always arrive early and like give everyone hugs and i was just i was just so happy all the time that i think that's why the writers were like we gotta turn her evil because she's too happy um so that's always fun to just play a character that you cannot relate to it in any way mm -hmm. and it stretches you as a comedian and an actor um plus i mean obviously the makeup and the costumes were so fun for claudia uh, you know that pale super i mean i'm already pale but the extra pale makeup and the dark eyeshadow and the, the wig and just getting to say scary stuff and have my pet dead squirrel um <laughs> uh, so claudia was definitely one of my favorites um Kathy from Sugar and Coffee was good, but I always kind of choked on the sugar. You know how we had to go under those sugar and yeah. coffee orbs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, w I could never figure out how to, like, close my throat the right way to, like, not just ingest all the sugar <laughs> just down my throat. So I would just, they always had to stop taping um they would uh, we'd always shoot up to the point where we said like you know let's go get some sugar and coffee and then kyle would go to his coffee orb i'd go to the sugar orb i'd start coughing and then they'd say cut <laughs> that was every single time <laughs> and then they'd give me like five minutes to recover and then we continued on with the sketch <laughs> that happened every single time um but Probably my all-time favorite character to play was Heather from Together Forever. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, yeah, that's with um, you and Jack DeSena, right? Yes, with Jack. So Jack was like a brother to me on the show. Like, he and I were super tight. And uh, for some reason, like, that sketch just always worked so well. Like, we had such good chemistry. Um, we always did it in front of the live audience, which just killed. Like, it, every time I dove over the desk and tackled him onto the floor, like, we just got the biggest laugh. Like, the whole audience of children just erupted in laughter. And um, I would say that sketch felt the most like um, live TV. It felt the most like theater or Saturday Night Live because we were able to film the whole thing kind of without cutting. Um, you know, a lot of the other sketches, there's like, you know, we do like special effects or like we have to cut and, you know, there's just more editing that goes in, into it. But that was just a one scene, two people sketch. And uh, anytime anything went wrong, we just kept going and we just ad libbed over it and uh, just did it from beginning to end. Um, so there is just there's nothing more fun than theater. And that was basically theater. 
Jack and I, like I said, Jack and I were just such good friends. We had such good chemistry. And who doesn't love a little physical comedy, right? So I get to tackle him. And they had a big, you know, all these pads waiting for me on the side of the desk. Um, There's this funny story that the first time we ever showed it on camera to the producers, to like Dan Schneider and like all the the higher ups, um, I dove and tackled him to the ground. And then there was like five minutes of silence. Like we didn't get any feedback. And I'm like, maybe they didn't like it. And then they told me, um, they're still laughing. (laughs) They're like, they're still up in the booth cracking up laughing because they did not expect you to tackle him like that. (laughs) I mean, obviously it says in the script, like Heather tackles Brad. But, you know, I'm sure they thought I would just like, you know, we'd all we'd both like fall backwards or I would I would scramble or something. But no, like I straight up tackle him to the ground. And uh, so that's one of my favorite stories that <laughs> we're like, oh, are they mad? No, they're still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, did did she hurt Jack? It's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jack down. <laughs> Am I going to leave the show now? <laughs> yeah. What did I do? <laughs> but no, that, that's a great story. I think another skit that I really did enjoy from you was where you were with the puppet and you were talking about like various words and they said like a mean sentence about you. Yes, that was vocabulary with Lisa and her little friend Oswald. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was, uh, they introduced that one to me the first season. That was seven, uh, season seven. And uh, I think it hung around for one or two seasons, maybe after that. I yeah, think maybe just, just about. one. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever did it with blonde hair. My, I was um, I was blonde the last season, so I think I maybe seasons uh, seven and eight. I don't know. Uh, it, but it's yeah, true that because was really uh, seasons nine and ten was where they were starting to make the changes. I believe season nine yes. was when they were introducing um, Ryan Coleman and Christina Kirkman into the series. Yeah, and, that's when they did a uh, funniest kid. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And season ten was where they brought in people like little JJ and. Uh, various other people into the series and um that was when you mm-hmm. know there was like a bit of a structure a bit of a change into the the of how all that was presented yeah they were kind of experimenting there at the end um yeah. but yeah vocabulary with lisa was one that we just shot we we'd shoot like 20 of them at once and then they would just kind of disperse them throughout uh throughout the season um but yeah no you're right they they did try to you know obviously they changed things up by getting a whole new cast for season seven um, and then for season eight, we got Jamie Lynn, um, mm-hmm. Jamie Lynn Spears. Um, and then, yeah, season uh, nine was we started we did the funniest kid in America. And that was like a crazy contest. There was um, we got to go hang out with the producers every once in a while and watch audition tapes, mm-hmm. which I mean, we got sent like thousands of audition tapes for kids around like the world who wanted. Well, no, America around the nation who uh, wanted to be on the show. So it was so fun to like sit and watch all the crazy audition tapes that came in. Yeah, and, um, and, we're, and, then, and referring to tapes, by the way. This, there was no YouTube yes. back then. Right, these were VHS tapes, for sure. And just stacks and stacks and stacks. Yes, I remember um, walking into... I, I don't even know if he was a producer, maybe just, like, you know, the first round guy, you know? Like sure. The, who has to watch every tape. And I walked into his office, and there was just mountains of VHS tapes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he just had this defeated look on his face like yeah i have to watch all of these <laughs> like you poor guy <laughs> even though i'm sure they were super funny for the first 300 that you watch and then it's like oh 
Okay, here comes tape number 500. Here's a exactly. Kid, here's a kid juggling pudding <laughs> upside down. Exactly. You're exactly right. So, uh, I mean, so that was whole, that was fun, that whole, like, um, you know, reality show aspect that we introduced into uh, – into that season and then yeah season 10 was all about anniversary stuff when we brought the former cast members back and did sketches with them i mean that was a dream come true well, I that, got that to, must have been a lot of fun oh my gosh it was amazing i mean like i said being <clears throat> such a huge fan of the show before i was ever on it getting to be in a sketch with repairman and being next to ed from good burger like it was just blew my mind i was like living living my dream Absolutely, it was uh, yeah. it was so cool yeah, I, I've actually met a few, um, you know, the cast members in, like, conventions. I met Kel, I've met Danny, um, I've, you know, Alicia and I, we've, you know, spoke to each other on and off over the years, uh, so, and, you know, there's uh, Katrina and Angelique. Oh, Ryan. yeah, Katrina, they're all, like, I love all of these girls. Like, Elisa and I were just texting yesterday, she's doing a movie right now, and I was congratulating her on that. Yeah. Katrina made, uh, what was it, my, it was, like, my I think it was my 30th birthday. Katrina, like, made it the best birthday of all time. She was out in Vegas, and she was like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I'm like, nothing. And she's like, okay, we're going to change that. <laughs> and we got all dressed up. She took me to Chandelier Bar at, what is it, Aria? No, Cosmo? Whatever. In Vegas. I should know that. I live here. Um, and she just, like, bought me all these drinks and shots, and we just made such a party out of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, you made my birthday awesome. It was going to be so lame. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm forever grateful that Katrina made my birthday awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Kel is such a sweetheart. I got to do Game Shakers with him a couple years ago. Nice. And um, Keenan is just also like you wouldn't expect Keenan to be like such an amazing like sweet teddy bear because he seems so cool. Like he's got such a cool exterior. Um, but uh, it's funny. I, I worked with him on all that and then years and years went by and I was doing video game stuff and I was at E3, the big video game convention. And I happened to be at a, I think it was like a Gears of War party. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I was at the party and I saw that um, the special guest who was hosting the party was Keenan, And I was like, oh my God, it's Keenan. So uh, he came out on the microphone and then after he was done on doing his little spiel I like snuck up to him and I'm like hi Keenan, you may not remember me but I'm you know I, I think that's as far as I got I was like you may not remember me and he turns around he goes Lisa what's going on <laughs> and he gave me a huge hug and I was like okay good I don't have to try to like introduce myself because you know to me he's like this comedy god I mean, you know sure. I was such a huge fan of him bef like before I ever started acting so you know, is is that moment is like, oh wait a minute, like we're colleagues. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that'd be great. Um, I would like to love to see you in in the uh, in the new all that reboot. You know, they. I, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with it. I did reach out to um, to Kel and just I just sent him an email that was just like, hey, you know, I saw you guys are doing this. I'm so incredibly stoked. I was like, just keep me in mind. Um, you know, if you. You know, they mentioned in the Variety article that they wanted to bring back former cast members and mm -hmm. for probably for like little guest spots here and there. Sure. And I just wanted to make sure they knew I was like I was game. I'm like, I'm up for it. Like, I'm a phone call away. Like, whenever you need me for any reason, like I'm right here. Um, and he wrote back and just said, yeah, absolutely. He said, we're still super, super early pre-production. Like they're they're way 
they're not there yet. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. they're, yeah, they are just starting everything. So it's going to be a while before they get everything, you know, uh, finalized and, uh, and all that jazz. But, uh, but yeah, I'm so excited for the show to come back. It, it is the Saturday night live for kids and just like the actual Saturday night live, you know, the casts change all the time. Then they, you know, every cast, every new cast member brings something new to the table. So, you know, it's not even like, oh, they're, you know, they're redoing the show. It should be sacred. It's like, no, they should forever do it. And they should always have new cast members. Yeah, they should have like new skits. They should have like, um, it, they should have people have a, a chance to try out because who knows, totally. maybe they could be the next uh, big star. Exactly. And now, you know, like, like you were saying, like they, with the VHS tapes, like back in the day when we did um, the auditions for all that. I mean, it was all just like wait in line with all these other hundreds of kids for your chance to audition. And now we have, you know, just to get your talent seen, just to get somebody to see that you're talented. Whereas now you have YouTube, like if I want somebody to see how talented I am, I just make a video, put it on the internet. Yeah. So there's that new aspect um, with this reboot that like they're probably going to go on YouTube. I'm just going to wrap things up uh, because I know that you're really busy with such, but I'm actually curious about like, you know, with everything that you did with um, all that and all your other TV spots and such, uh, what made you decide to, you know, start a YouTube channel and go into um, being an independent content creator? You know, I, I started doing the internet video thing so early on um, in the video game genre, mostly because I left LA to, um, go to college and, uh, kind of get away from the business. Um, but while I was, I went back up to the Pacific Northwest for a little while. And while I was up there, I just missed being on camera so much. Like it's hard to take a break from that industry because that's like, that's my first love. And I didn't, um, anticipate that. So, uh, just on my own, I got, you know, set up my, my camera and I had like a blue screen and I started making funny, just video game videos. Um, I worked for the escapist and Kotaku and some other sites way early on before they were even doing really like a lot of video stuff and video shows. Um, and, uh, I just did it because I, it was fun. And then that snowballed into doing a ton of things in the video game industry. And then websites started to realize like, man, we need to do video content and we need to have shows like top five shows and, and stuff like that. So I just kept doing that because it was really fun. So I was, you know, going to college and I was uh, making videos and it was kind of like best of both worlds. It's like, Hey, I still kind of get to be an actor, like while I'm taking a break from the industry. Um, and then that just kind of became my life and my career. And uh, I got a home studio, so I got the whole, I still have it. Um, I have the green screen and the, you know, my lights and my boom mic and my fancy camera. So I make all my own content and I freelance and I make videos for other websites. And uh, I never did the straight up like YouTuber thing. Like I, I'm still not like, I don't do it for a living on uh, my personal channel. I don't want to do it for a living. Um, I, I think that's really stressful to have to be a YouTuber and put all of your 
um, livelihood uh, on a platform you don't own. <laughs> like I hear all these horror stories from my friends who are only YouTubers. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how you can handle that. Like, good for you. I can't do it. Um, so I, I pretty much just do my own YouTube channel for fun. It's purely a creative outlet for me to just put silly videos. I'm not worried about views. I'm not worried about going viral. I'm not trying to, you know, what is the latest exciting thing everyone's talking about i need to make a video about it right now so that i get views i'm not like that at all mm-hmm. I, I pretty much it's just a creative outlet for me and and you'll notice that my channel has been a little quiet lately because i've got uh, my two little kiddos i have a four-month-old and my two-year-old so they keep me very very busy <laughs> so i'm still doing you know freelance jobs and stuff like that but my personal channel has really um kind of taken a step back for now you know i'll ramp it up here pretty soon um but yeah it's just been uh it's been fun to still be in front of the camera on my own terms you know back in the day it's like the only time you got to be on camera was my channel's been a little quiet lately um but yeah hopefully gonna ramp that up soon yeah that's fine um actually one of the things i wanted to do while you're here was uh, a few, like every so often you would do, um, you know, look back on some days on holidayinsights.com. And I actually do happen to have the website open and take a look at the stuff that's coming up in April. Let's look at it. Let's All right. Do so it. let's see, we have, uh, let's see for the month of April, we have, um, national welding month. Welding, yes, one of my favorite pastimes. Yes, I'm glad we're getting some recognition, me and the welders. <laughs> and uh, there's also, um, let's see, National Pecan Month. Uh, Everybody's favorite. Probably nut. like top three nuts for sure. And uh, let's see, then we have Records and Information Management Month because everybody loves oh. just like doing taxes and putting bills together. That's like a favorite pastime. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it's just uh, people don't normally see the fun and humor in it so i'm glad glad they're getting recognition yes so let's see april (laughs) april the third is don't go to work unless it's fun day heck yeah i actually started that holiday so you're welcome Uh, I'm glad it's finally getting the recognition it deserves on the HolidayInsights.com. Thank you, guys. You're you're very welcome. Um, Let's see. uh, April the 4th is Hug a Newsman Day. So uh, if you're going to go out and if you just so happen to see people like, um, you know, people reporting on the news, just give them a hug saying thank you so much for covering that news for the cat stuck in the tree for the millionth time. Plus, you're making their segments so much better. I mean, imagine being at home and you're watching a normal news segment and then some crazy person just runs up and hugs them. You'd be like, yes, the news just got a lot better. Yes, uh, this will probably be fun for you. Uh, April 6th is New Beer's Eve. Ooh, yes. Hmm. I like that. Yes. I'm already celebrating that one (laughs) every day, actually. (laughs) April 8th is Draw a Picture of a Bird Day. Okay, I can't draw, but I'm committed to the holidays, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Sure. Um, the 11th is Barbershop Quartet Day. So if you're getting a haircut and you just so happen to see barbershop singing, uh, barbershop quartet singing, then awesome. That's the day for them. You know, they are trying so hard to stay relevant. They always are. Every year you hear something about the barbershop quartet, and you're like, ah, they're staying around. They're sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, April 12th is Walk on Your Wild Side Day, if you want to be crazy, so there you go. Um, Let's see, the 13th is National Peach Cobbler Day, 
So for... again, needs to be every day. It's the best. Yes. Cobbler is so underrated. Everyone's all like, oh, cake and pie. Um, hello, cobbler. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Yes. All right. Fourteenth yeah. is look up at the sky day, which is every day. It means like wear on. sunglasses, wear sunglasses. Yes, wear sunglasses. Um, the 16th is Save the Elephant Day, which, you know, of course, that's very important. Save, save elephants. Dude, elephants are so awesome. Like, you ever just watch videos of elephants? They're just the coolest, most majestic, silly creatures ever. Yes. <coughs> Gotta save them. Mm-hmm. The 17th is Blah 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 Day, so... You just... Again, I, I invented that one. That, yeah. one. that one's me. The 19th is National Garlic Day. So for everybody in Gilroy, that's something that you can celebrate. <laughs> oh, the smelliest of days. Yes. Uh, the, the 23rd is National Zucchini Bread Day. So, for- Dude, I got it. Oh, my God. I have a zucchini bread story. This is so funny. Um, when I was a kid, my mom would make me zucchini bread. And I thought it was the greatest stuff on the planet. And... Um, there, I was mostly homeschooled growing up, but there was a couple times I went to regular school, and my mom would pack me like slices of zucchini bread, and my friends would be like, "Oh my god, what are you eating?" And I'm like, "It's zucchini bread," and they're like, "What? That sounds disgusting." And I'm like, "No, it's amazing." And they're like, "No, that sounds disgusting." And so for like months, I would just eat my zucchini bread, and they would make fun of me, and they'd be like, "That's so gross." Until one of my friends tried it, and they're like, "Oh damn." this is good. And then they all fought over it. And every time I brought some, they'd be like, give me that zucchini. (laughs) (laughs) Not again, not a great story, but I have a zucchini bread story. So there you go. Awesome. Uh, Let's see. The, um, the 25th is world penguin day. So marathon March of the penguins. Dude, you'd think that would be like during a winter month, but okay. Sure. Why not? The 26th is Hug an Australian Day. Uh, there's a lot of hugging this month. First an yeah, anchorman a lot of, and not a lot of traveling for that one, though. That's a little expensive to celebrate that holiday. Yes. Uh, the, the 29th is uh, National Shrimp Scampi Day. Ooh, also good. Yeah, we should combine that with Garlic Day and then just it'd be great. Yes. And finally, on the 30th, we have Hairstyle Appreciation Day. Hairstyle, like, like the way you style your hair. Yeah. We're going to just appreciate hairstyles now. Yeah. Okay. Hair, right. mullets, okay. mullets will appreciate you for one day. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's true. If you're going to appreciate them, you got to appreciate all, appreciate all of them. Yes, so, yeah. Exactly. All right, mullets. It's your, it's your time. Yes, it is. So, yeah, there you go. That is the craziest days for April. Thank you to HolidayInsights.com. Can't get enough of them. I love ridiculous holidays. Yeah. So I, I think that we can wrap things up. Uh, I want to thank you once again for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm sorry it was kind of hard to schedule. Like I said, I have been so crazy busy, and then I had this crazy long sinus infection, and it's just been, you're not the only one who's been like, hey, like, hey, I'm here. It's like all my friends, all everybody I know is like, hey, Lisa, answer your phone, like answer your emails. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm so glad we got to do this. Uh, th- that's okay. I understand that you're very busy, and um, I, I. But still, nonetheless, I do appreciate it. So um, no, I appreciate you doing, given all that, so much love. It really means a lot to me. That show totally changed my life, and uh, anyone who's a fan of it is. It just brightens my day. So yeah, uh, what, uh, please plug and promote your stuff. Oh, um, I'm Lisa Foils on Twitter. I'm Lisa Foils on Instagram. I'm Lisa Foils official on 
Facebook because somebody else has Lisa Foils. Uh, she's like a secretary or something. I don't know. I'm going to take her down Highlander style one of these days. <laughs> and uh, YouTube, I'm just Lisa Foils, I think. Yeah. YouTube.com slash Lisa Foils. Yeah. I'm just Google it and then I'll and then I'll be there. (laughs) Maybe I'll be making content. Maybe I won't be. I'm very mysterious like that. So uh, but either way, just reach out and say hi. It's I I like to respond to people like I like it's it's not an intimidating thing. Like, don't think you're bugging me. If you reach out and say hi on Twitter, I'll probably be like, oh, my God, somebody's saying hi to me. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So expect a bombardment of hellos as soon as this Good. podcast is up. All Good. right. So that's it, everybody. Let us know in the comments below about what are your favorite skits that Lisa's performed on all that? What are your favorite videos that she's done on YouTube, whether it be on The Escapist or on Kotaku or uh, just on her personal channel? And... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, just give your favorite crazy days of April from HolidayInsides.com. I don't know. <laughs> but Thank you so much. Yeah. So that's it, everybody. Hope to see you around soon and take care. Ziggy played guitar. Jamming good with Weird and Gilly And the spiders from Mars Played it left hand But made it too far Became the special man Then we were Ziggy's band Ziggy really sang Screwed up eyes and screwed down hair too like some cat from Japan He could lick them by smiling Leave them to hang Came on so loaded man Well hung and snow white tan